Hello, welcome back, Eric. How you doing? Uh, hanging in. No complaints. No complaints. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, been a slightly slow week in the entertainment district, I guess you could say. <laughs> but, uh, not a lot of news, not a lot of report, but there's a few things that uh, I thought were interesting here lately. Uh, really? What's that? Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, off, off, uh, off pod, but uh, WandaVision. Oh yeah, you know people. People uh, don't seem to get the concept <laughs> of yeah, what they're trying your, to do. I guess what can you describe? I guess casual viewers, let's call them that, or even well, probably that's not accurate because a lot of, I guess, fans of the MCU are having trouble adapting having, to it. Also, yeah, they're having trouble <laughs> and, and not understanding, and, and you know. What's funny is though is I I get what they're doing. I've mm-hmm. understood it from even the trailer, yep. you know, how it was going to be have. You know, and I, I think it's quite interesting that uh, you know, there were complaints about I don't understand why is it this way and why is the <laughs> show where's the laughter and where her accent go. <laughs> I'm like that's it's replicating certain time period uh, TV shows and how things were done. You know, and back in the 50s, there's no way in the world you're going to put somebody on there with a Russian accent. <laughs> right. Not during the, the, the height of the Cold War or, the, you know, the beginning, you know, no way. <laughs> so, she could, you know, back then nobody had accents. They were from other countries, but they didn't, they didn't have accents. So, you know, that's understandable. I, I guess people are missing the concept. Yeah, and it's just, and yeah, like I mentioned before, is just people are just impatient to see what it's building up to because, um, the. I call it the Netflix binge syndrome. You can just um, blow through a show and and that's that. And I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I, but yeah. you know what else I think it is? We've, we've had this discussion years ago and it's, I think it's still a valid one these days is the direction of like okay, audience members are different from what we have been grown up and used to watching a movie on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now it, it's give me a basic story. Give me everything I want to know right up front and boom, explosion, action, fight, you know, transformers. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that. It's like, nobody wants to sit through the story. Nobody wants to have, Nobody wants to watch a, a thinking movie. Yeah, everybody's used to eye candy. That's what I right. call it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and they want it handed to them, everything from the story to the characters, 
leave, you know, leave little to interpretation. You know, they just want to, I guess, watch something, you know, just have it on. And I, and I think that kind of has something to do with it. You know, a lot of the complaints is like, well, you have to wait. You have to understand how to wait and see what they're delivering. Because I saw a thing with uh, Paul Bettany to earlier today said you haven't even seen a major character yet <laughs> well, that's um that's definitely reassuring and that and not because i don't like what's going on because i think what's going on is great and to introduce another major character i think that's awesome yeah he was like we yeah. are we filmed something that y'all haven't seen yet y'all have to mm-hmm. get, you have to wait and see what we're doing you know to build yeah. up and uh i did not a little bit of research, but I heard another conversation on a, on a YouTube video about uh, the sword. And apparently sword is what comes, is the organization that shield was or something like that. Like it, they're building sword out of shield. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm familiar, very, very vaguely familiar with um sword from um the comics. I think my brothers told me about it, but yeah, I, I couldn't explain it to anybody if I had. But um, but I like being in this position to see what's going to be presented presented right. to me as far as that. Yeah, that's concerned. Uh, apparently, what I was what I was the guy was explaining was uh, Geraldine is the daughter. of of a character in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I never saw Captain Marvel, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard that about. too. I'm familiar with um what you're talking about as far as that goes. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, there's still connections and, and everything and shield and, and whatnot. But I think I think the show itself is quite interesting and, mm-hmm. and you kind of get a you know, you're sitting there or you should be sitting there wondering to yourself, <laughs> okay, who's Who's in control of this? Who's doing what? Why are they there? You know, and at first you may you think that Wanda and, and Vision are like they're on captive, or maybe Wanda's there and Vision's not real. But in that latest episode, kind of seems like maybe Wanda's controlling everything. Yeah, and um, well, even the last couple episodes, she said yeah. she has some type of control over something of the outcome she can right she not something's not going right and it just kind of rewinds and and then Mm -hmm. they start over so either she's doing it to herself or she's no she knows that she can do it but either way she's controlling how things are flowing so far so uh, that's quite interesting it is but going back to the the impatient uh, i guess viewers of the show what is interesting is that um, even though you got these nitpicky, I guess, criticisms, um, they are staying with it, which is interesting and good for the show. Right. They're sticking with it. But <laughs> the funny thing is, that's what you're supposed to do anyway, is that's the point of a progressing story of a television series. Especially limited series. Right. Like these. Yeah, and this one's gonna be, yeah, definitely that. But no, it's um, 
uh, great show so far. I think is what is it? Only three episodes. It's coming up on the fourth this week. Yeah, coming on fourth, and I think that's half. I think they're only doing eight. Ah, uh, so it's eight. Yeah, yeah I was thinking I, eight or I, ten. I think I read something where they said they were only doing eight. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna. I would assume that there's gonna be another season of this. I don't think they can. And they might be able to complete it in that eight episode arc. Who knows? Yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be completed because it's um what I like what they're supposedly going to do. Um, I forget who it was. Um, one of the writers of a coming up films. Some some of the events in this show, Wandavision, are going to be very important into the upcoming movies. Oh, um, okay. more so Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Supposedly, that's the that's the assumption, but it is a fact that these events that's going on in the show are not going to be a one-off and are going to play a part into the upcoming movies. So that's um right. That's pretty much because then I like how they're going to because um it's also interesting. I know you might not have watched um the television show Shield. No. Um, is it the shield agents of shield i'm sorry agents yeah on abc and so the thing with that is obviously had to play the events of the show were came from the events of um the movie universe and not vice versa right so um but this one seemingly um the events of the show could alter the events of the upcoming movies which is pretty cool or play huh. a larger part in them yeah huh well, so, that would be interesting yeah, it has be very, very interesting. And um and I spoke about this elsewhere. Um uh which I think will happen if Black Widow gets pushed again is so far <laughs> the release date is set on the fabulous day of May seventh, um twenty twenty one. But if it gets pushed into July, we would have gone two years without an MCU a new MCU movie. Really? Yeah. Last movie was um Spider-Man Far From Home in 19. July 19. July 2019. When was Black Widow supposed to come out? Last year, um, the summer, 2020. Just like everything so we, else. We, it was going to be light on movies anyway. Um, Actually, no, there was two movies. Um, Realize that Marvel Studios has four movies in the can ready to go. Which they have, um, well, I'm sorry, three that'll be Black Widow, Eternals, and um, the third one is um, Shang-Chi. I finished that one already, all completed. Yep, oh wow, so yeah, oh, that kind of okay, put a little so, damper, but okay, so back it up. What <laughs> I know, I was just I'm trying to figure this the timeline out. Uh, not Infinity War. Um, and second one. Um, End Game. End Game. Wasn't that like at like March? Um, End Game was um yeah. March of eighteen. That was um of nineteen. March of nineteen. 
Yeah. Remember that was um that happened. I always remember that date because that came out. Um, and it wasn't March, it was April. Okay, April. Because that was a weekend of somebody's wedding when that movie came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was April 26th right. when it came out. That's right. Okay, so that came out in April, then Spider-Man. In July, yeah. And then nothing. And then on, poof, that's it. And t- So they were going to, well, that's what I'm saying. We were going to have a whole year without one anyway. Um, it was going to be a year up until, yeah. So it was going to be two, and then it was going to be okay. um, um, Black Widow. Okay. And then that just got delayed a whole year, almost. Yep. Okay. All right. His original date was going to be, I think, um, not even the summer. It's probably going to be spring and March. But yeah, it put um, it put a damper in a lot of their plans. Um, the pandemic that is, and they were going to shoot, and then the unfortunate event of um Chadwick passing. Yeah. So a lot of stuff happened as far as their shooting schedule for which movies. So yeah, it's um it's interesting. So yeah, they got three three movies sitting around ready to go. Well, speaking of a movie that's getting pushed back, this leads in perfectly. The new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. I researched it and figured out what they were talking about. So they want to do re or they're saying they might have to do reshoot. There's a good possibility. Mm-hmm. Some yes. doing research. It's crazy. Because of the product that he's using in the movie is going to be out of date. And what that means is, so I guess in the movie, he, uh, one of the brands is Nokia. I guess they got a phone or something mm-hmm. in the movie. Well, they're saying that by the time the movie comes out, that product is obsolete. Nokia is going to have a new product out that makes that inferior. You know what I'm saying? So they're saying that they might reshoot it to include the newer products of some (laughs) of the tech in the movie. Yeah. That, um, I guess that sounds about right. Because this is how, um, you know, the James Bond movies are very successful um, as far as um, bringing the box office in, but um, these Bond movies have very large budgets and they work out um, like fantastic um, deals and contracts to get those budgets through um, what we're talking about right now. It's product placement. Right. So um, it might be a contract thing that you know, they have to feature this product. It might be time sensitive as far as a theatrical release or whatever, but it's little contracts like that are nuts. Just like I mentioned um, to you off air about, <laughs> I think it was Black and Decker sued. It was one yeah. of the James Bond movies because um, they didn't use their product in a movie. It, 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 they filmed it, but they the scene got deleted and they said, hey, this is a contract, but yeah. But you know what's funny about that is, and I started thinking about certain. We all know the cars are always the, the main product, right? In a James Bond movie, but I never really gave any thought to any other device, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking back to uh, 
tomorrow never. Uh, yeah, tomorrow never dies. Pierce Brosnan, his second movie. Mm-hmm. Had a phone in there. I can't remember. I think it was Nokia, but it it's so subtle. I didn't I didn't care to go get that. Like I saw it, but it didn't <laughs> register with me to go. Oh wow, I want that phone. You know, so it's 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 kind of subtle. Some of their product placements they're doing definitely. Um, and that's kind of cool. That's not all in your face. Like, yeah, look at this. You know, like um, like we right. mentioned how Wayne's World, the the blatant. <laughs> <laughs> product placement but that was yeah there was um that was comedy mm-hmm. they're making fun of it but there are movies out there that you know hey the, yeah it's the just cans horribly. gotta be turned just right you know <laughs> yeah there's um there's a and that horrible scene is a blatantly oh that's funny and um a movie with um pierce brosnan <laughs> oh, really? a movie called the thomas crown affair uh-huh they're having a conversation. Rene Russo's in the movie too. Have you seen it? Right. Uh mostly. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It came out. Um, so they're having a conversation. Um, Pierce Brosnan, and there's a third person there, and Rene Russo. The conversation stops for Rene Russo to pick up a a diet soda. I forget if it's Pepsi or Coke. She picks it up, labeled to the camera, drinks it, gulps it down, finishes it. Conversation continues. <laughs> it's just it's as silly as <laughs> as when Wayne's World made fun of it. it was, it's just like that. It was no reason. Literally, the movie paused just for her to advertise um, that diet soda product. That's crazy. Yeah, and nothing is in James Bond as blatant as that, you know, other than obviously the, the cars or whatever. But um, it's it's a lot of products that they do have in there. They do sneak in there. And yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I I don't remember that. But then again, I I probably only seen maybe <laughs> three quarters of Thomas Crown Fair because right. Uh, I actually watched the uh, the other. You know how we always talk about there, there's always like two of the same type movies mm-hmm. around the same time. Yeah, call it, I, I call watched it the double take syndrome. Right, I watched Entrapment over. Thomas Crown of Faith. Kind of the same, you know, they're thieves, they're stealing stuff. You remember Entrapment? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'd rather watch that one than Thomas. I think Thomas Crown of Faith was like kind of a little slow. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, slow burn um, uh, heist movie. Yeah, there you go. Heist movie. (laughs) But no, it's, um, you know, this thing could, um, send us down um, a rabbit hole as far as um, product placement goes. People don't realize how important, how of an important part of the business that it is. Um, I wonder if they tell you this little part that we can move on if you want, um, you know, like talk shows like um, uh, Kimmel and I don't yeah. know why Kimmel is the only one I'm around. <laughs> but, but like yeah, okay. Ellen DeGeneres or whatever. Right. Um, it's like a a horrible. It's like a poorly kept secret, and you have to pick and choose. I forgot it was somebody exposing this. It's it's crazy. Like um, like these actors don't get enough perks. So <laughs> if an actor's on a television show, 
a TV show, um, talk show being interviewed, right? And they mention a specific product while they're telling a story or anecdote or whatever. Um, that company then contacts them. Or let me put it like this. The company uh, contacts them beforehand and say, hey, if you mention our name, we'll cut you a check. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you know, you got a dumb story. You're like, man, I was trying to make some lunch before shooting and this craft cheese is the only thing I had. They'll cut him a check. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's nuts. Wow. Yeah, a specific star come on and they're the company will go through the agent and the agent like, look here, just mention this and we got to check, blah, blah, blah. It's it's like we are in the wrong business. I would assume some celebrities that have, would deny that. Like some of them do have <laughs> a moral center. Yeah, them. some do, but a lot don't. But a lot don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some celebrities actually have um, ongoing endorsement deals where they do that anyway. Right. But right. you know, it's just yeah, it's it's a it's a highly weird is what they call it. It's, it's just nuts. You know, all these different <laughs> silly ways they can make money. You know, you got non-athletes now endorsing um sports apparel. You know, comedians. Right. Kevin Hart has a deal with Under Armour. Why? <laughs> That's he's trying to toughen his image, man. <laughs> yeah, he's. Didn't you know, I can work- understand why The Rock, who's not technically um an athlete or he doesn't play a sport, but I could see, you could see why the rock would endorse right. under armor. Right. Well, uh, I read something a couple weeks ago and I, and I don't think I meant to mention it, but I'm pretty sure I saw something about, uh, Kevin Hart open up his own production company or studio or something. Oh, yeah, um, Heartbeat Productions. He has yeah, his own so, production company. Because he wants to do more than... He wants to uh, break out of his shell and do more than comedy. I'm like, dude, stick what you're good at. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, can't blame him for wanting to branch out, but you know, don't get too... <laughs> yeah, but, then, but then you end up like Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, well, Bruce Willis is just chasing checks <laughs> it's for, in movies. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah. it, that's not what he was before. Right, he's just you know he he's at a, a point in his career where uh, he was a, he was a comedian, and then he got into action, and then he got into action comedy, and then he's just you know like you said, he's there to pick up his check and walk out the door. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. True enough. So. True enough. But yeah, like you said, um, I like the Bond movies, especially the more recent ones. They're not blatant with these. Um, product placements and yeah, like, um, Skyfall has over. Um, I just looked up just now over 20 different separate product placements. You serious? Yeah, Sony, Sony wow. Bayo, Diet Coke, um, BMW, wow. of course, the Ashton Martin. Well, they had BMW and Aston Martin. Uh, yeah, let's BMW. I don't know why. I haven't seen Skyfall in a while. Huh. Yeah, Maybe he but, was chasing um, somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Um, And one thing that sells real well, I can tell you this, from our watches from um, the movies. Uh, but we mentioned once again off air, and you're saying, like, oh, you if you're not looking for it, you could 
probably wouldn't even know you're wearing the damn watch. But <laughs> well, that, but like, what brand is it really? Yeah, but you know, people will see and they'll go search for it, and I guess well, that's all they they want and need. There was right around, uh, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, what was the third one? Peter's bronze and did. Uh, tomorrow never dies. No, that's second. No, that's the second one. No, world no, is, no, not, world enough. is not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Okay. So world is not enough. Right around that time, I remember driving down the highway and I saw a billboard <laughs> with Bosnian in his in his James Bond suit with the watch. The watch. And yeah. somebody was selling it like it was like an actual brand watch, and I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and it was like a thousand or two. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, but I liked, I liked that style of watch from his, especially the golden eye watch. I really liked the golden eye watch. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, it was very important to the the, plot. (laughs) Yeah. The Pierce Brosnan watches. I liked, uh, that style. Yeah. Back then, but not, let me ask you, since we're talking about Pierce Brosnan, I mentioned tomorrow never dies. Um, that BMW, yeah, that BMW Seven Series, and <laughs> I mentioned mentioned this to you before. That worked so hard that somebody's father actually bought that car. <laughs> My dad bought that car. Your dad, your dad, because he saw uh, it in that movie. Yeah, he bought it in a different <laughs> color. He bought it in a Hunter Green. He had it. That that sucker oh. was big. Hey, that Seven Forty Green um, was nice. Yeah. And he just recently sold it. He held on to it for a minute, sold it oh, for wow. um, a nice chunk of change. But yeah, remember that scene when they were chasing him in the garage and he was using the, the phone, the phone, which right. was a Nokia, right? Right. I think it was a Nokia. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't care. You know, I knew he was using a phone and it probably had the Nokia symbol on it, but. You know, because yeah. it was used in a futuristic way. He flips it up and it's, you know, damn well right. that Nokia didn't have that capability of it. So I didn't think, so it's kind of like a subtle. But let me ask you this. Did that BMW have a fingerprint uh, hidden oh, compartment no. in the dashboard? Not at all. And it oh, didn't have that um man. that alarm system that would shock you and sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. resistant um, windows. Glass. Yeah. And let me tell you this. When he where did he pick the car up from? Airport. And which company exactly? It was a specific company. Enterprise. Nope. Avis. Avis. Product placement. They pay for that. So oh, yeah. that's right. He was wearing the jacket. Uh, Q yeah, was wearing um, Q the, was wearing uh, he was the, the Avis jacket. <laughs> right. See, it's, yeah, it's, it's not in your, like you said, it's not in your face. Mm-hmm. It's there, but it's not there. Right. We... It just makes it look like everyday life, but it's technically his product placement. Because yeah, I, um, I, I know we done movie. fell down the rabbit hole, but I was gonna say I watched that movie too much. I know all. The, <laughs> I can know exactly um, what you're talking about. Yeah, so there's an actor who um, not an actor. There's a filmmaker who hates product placement. He actually makes up his own brands. And um, uh, I want to know if you know who he is. I'll tell you one of the brands. It's a brand of a cigarette called Red Apple. My guess, my guess is going to be Tarantino. Yep. Uh, Red yeah. Apple cigarettes or tobacco was in all of his movies. Huh. Yeah, he said he just doesn't like to deal with the hassle of well, going through that. That's fine. I mean, 
don't need it. I mean, I know, you know, that's how they get budget and everything, but I mean, mm-hmm. really, I, I care less what's in a, in a movie or yeah. what they're drinking or what they're driving unless it's <laughs> a really cool car. Yeah, but I, yeah, like I said, we could go down. Oh, yeah. That whole. Um, okay. Here's something interesting about, and I don't know how many shows do this on streaming. So, so far, specifically Netflix, okay, you're watching an older series uh, that was not on regular TV. It was on Showtime when it came out. But I'm watching it, I'm rewatching it on Netflix. And I think, see, they did it after season one. Season two started having these weird cuts. And all of a sudden, it was like they used the made-for-regular-TV version, and there was cuts for commercials. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that it was a cut for commercial because, and it was poor cuts at that because right. it would cut in a scene. And then when it came back, it would show you just like a second or two of that previous scene. And then it would move on to the next scene. So somebody could cut it correctly. But right. I find that interesting that these days in, in all the, the material you could get that they only Netflix only could get the syndicated version of the show yeah and but it's I, not I already the know the answer to that what's the answer because i'd like um, to know <laughs> it's simple they um netflix netflix plays what the um distributor gives them but and think- how was how was edited and just in that because there's another issue that's happening with netflix and we get into if you want but but yeah. go ahead what, let's go ahead no but um now what you about to you're about to say something about that um yeah, the distributor. Well, they... you would think that Netflix would would want the rights to the un if it's if it was made originally uncut with no commercials, you think they'd want that version? Yeah, that they would negotiate for it. Yeah, they. But probably... I just thought it was funny because even on some of the shows that uh, you knew had commercials, you could tell it was a different syndicated cut because it's it's. Uh, Commercials are cut in in a different spot, right? And I've seen this live, like on regular TV, uh, just flipping channels. You know, you'll get on a show that's kind of older, and it, it's on like one of the crap channels that nobody <laughs> really watches. You know, and then you'll they'll put a commercial where there wasn't originally a commercial, You're right? And then they'll leave in the blank where there was a made for a commercial, and then they'll just keep going, and it's like. Why wouldn't you just use what was there cut for you? Yep. You know, so I I found that interesting and it just it, it bothers me a little bit. Especially on a yeah, show that weird, you know. You know right. <laughs> but um yeah, it's um it's totally no surprise that they would Yeah, I, I can imagine somebody saying, Yeah, it's just not worth it, or they don't even blink an eye about it. They just take it how it's given to them. And because yeah, it's probably a locked edit. That footage that you're talking about probably just been discarded, doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. Or it's probably not worth the search for it. Right. Well, it just 
it bothers me in the show I'm watching because it's a bad cut. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, like, they, they like, can be real blatant and yeah, as yarn. as somebody who's in the into editing, you know, it's like, come on, that could have been cut a little bit better than that. You know, the editing to me, like bad cuts and everything, I noticed that <laughs> movies and TV shows, and it and it's really like really bothers me. The other thing that bothers me is like, and what's funny is some people won't notice it, but I will when the the audio track and the video track are just slightly off. Yeah. And I'm they like sitting match. there watching it and it and I'll, it literally for me it's like nails on a chalkboard for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stand it. In this day and age of streaming too, it happens a lot. And in HD, like your audio doesn't catch up to the video because the way they stream it and the formats and everything and the way it's compiled that sometimes it'll do it and I'll have to pause it and rewind it and play and so it can kind of like correct itself. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, does anybody not see that? And no. Yeah. And, and that could be a number of issues. That could be this. Um, and that's the thing with streaming. Um, that could be, um, what is it called? A compression issue. Right. It, it's definitely a tech issue. Yeah. In the way it's compiled and then recompiled on, on the other. Because there's sometimes, man, it, it'll freak out. Like the video will pause, but you still hear the auto, and mm-hmm. then it'll catch up to itself. But it'll fast forward. So the video is like fast forwarding as it's going on. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, you got well, a bit of a your lag. Thing about, yeah. uh, you were going to say something about Netflix. Um, no, you reminded me of this um, yesterday, actually. And this goes to um, how that problem with what you're talking about, the version of it. Like you know, it's going. You're sending it to somebody who doesn't have to play commercials, and why wouldn't you send him the uh, commercial-free version? And um, it's just a distributor issue. They they hand out, you know, the what's convenient to them to give out. Um, so there's a issue. It's mostly with um, unfortunately, the top streaming service Netflix, and. Now, here's where um, the movie geeks, movie nerds come in. So, you know, movies are filmed a certain way. Right. And certain aspect ratios in widescreen. You have movies that are filmed in a matted widescreen format where the screen fills your whole TV, right? There's like right. slight black bars at the top and bottom. Then you have true widescreen, like, say, um, um, Blade Runner 2049, when the black bars are more prominent uh-huh. because it's a more um, wider aspect ratio. So you mentioned um, a movie you were going to have your son watch called Into the Dragon. Right. Into the Dragon is a what you call a true widescreen movie. It's a, a wide expect ratio of um, 235 by one. Mm-hmm. On Netflix, the movie isn't properly formatted. It's formatted into a matted widescreen. So does it get cut off? Um, yeah. It technically... It gets um it is in a widescreen format, but the incorrect widescreen format. Oh wow. And um it's a couple of movies that you notice this with. And Netflix has addressed the issue, which is how I know the answer to the other one. They said it's a distributor issue. They said they we just um display the version of the movie that the distributor gives to us. And um huh. but yeah, they do they do make an, an effort to get the correct version. But huh. um 
for the thing that you're talking about as far as the editing, that's a little more work to do because um, you have to reintegrate um, because some companies just um, they they plug a spot for the commercials and they don't make an alternate versions for um, a premium channel right. or well, you know, now streaming or whatever. They just give you the version that they have because now streaming is more prevalent. So. And that'll be a whole lot of work to do. And imagine all the TV shows that have these commercial spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to yeah. open up a whole. But yeah, that's um something else that that's pretty interesting when it comes to um streaming. What's so have have you watched Enter the Dragon on it or, or not? Oh, I looked at it. Yeah. So is it like? really noticeable like you go to me because <laughs> into the dragon you know it. that's why i'm asking right you should know it definitely because it's my favorite martial art movie of all time i've seen it literally on the big screen in its correct format and so on blu-ray wherever else dvd is in true wide screen has supposed to be so it's kind of like the old old uh it's not like it's not bad like um not pan bad like pan and scan yeah the old this has been Formatted, formatted to fit the television the and moving. <laughs> yeah, it's no unnatural pan and scanning, but it's still okay. the, it's just in the wrong format. Huh. But yeah, well, a little. That, that's, uh, it just I don't know. It's just knowing where it came from. It just kind of <laughs> bothers me a little bit. I get what you're saying now. Mm -hmm. Still think there'd be the original somewhere. Yeah. Oh, they they exist. I'm I'm definitely certain that they do. It's just that nobody wants to do the work or put the well, that's true. the resources yeah. into it. You know what I mean? Or um, it could that, be uh, could have been lost in Universal fires. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That those damn things. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was terrible. Um. Okay. Something that. Uh, I always have, I'm always critical of. They announced a Willy Wonka prequel movie. Yeah, I saw that around. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. I mean, really. <laughs> I don't understand the fascination with having to know where a character's origin story comes from. You know, like, if they didn't show it to you before, it's meant to have a mystique, especially that character. Mm -hmm. why, why do I care? You know, you're definitely not going to get me to go to go see it. You know, <laughs> I just stuff like that. All the well, you know, your favorite character and, yeah. because because you get into a, a a Star Wars prequel problem where you've already established certain events. So you kind of have to make them work. Yeah, you got a retcon. <laughs> and if you don't do it right, kind of goofy. Yeah. You know, like the problem with Obi-Wan battling Anakin in the third episode, you know, in all actuality, the way they built up Obi-Wan in those movies, he should have known what to do. You know, he should have killed him. He knew what the right thing was to do, but he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, there, there you got, there's one of your problems. You know, you have to leave Anakin alive because he has to become Darth right. Vader. 
But in all actuality, if you really played it out like the way it should go, he was a smart enough Jedi to know and this guy's got to go. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. You no, know, I hear you. That's the thing. But about... the prequels that yeah. are on an established character. Yeah, but speaking of which, it uh, they kind of did it. Um, kind of did it already, but and it really didn't work um, for a Wait, lot of people. With the Johnny Depp and the dentist, yeah, they re- they revisited his um his past a bit because um more specifically they revisited where he got the Oompa Loompas from, which he could have done without. It's um just like uh, Wonka himself. There was a mystique to the the Oompa Loompa characters, right? And I mean, in the good Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he already explained that. Well, kind of. I mean, he said they yeah. were in a land, they were being hunted by evil creatures, and he said, "What else do you need?" Right. You know, tell you know. I don't need a whole movie on that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it's just um the lack of creativity in Hollywood and hey we go through the files of what properties do we have and oh let's do a a prequel or a sequel yeah I guess they're running out of ideas again they're scraping that barrel Mm -hmm. or everything's jump ship to streaming they gotta figure out something (laughs) because there is a lot of good original ideas on the streaming platform Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's and just it's, um, not in the theaters. <laughs> right. You know, um, a certain type of movie that you don't get is the original action movie. But um, whether you, I know you probably haven't seen it um, from beginning to end, but one of the bigger budget action movies came from Michael Bay was an original movie. That was um, The Six Underground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you um, usually don't, you know, don't, don't, hell, um, all of Michael Bay's previous movies before that were either Transformers or based on a true life events. What was based on it? Um, the Raid of Benghazi and The Pain and Gain. Really? Yeah, the 13 Hours, um, The Raid of Benghazi. Well, okay, I know that one. The Pain and Gain was? Yeah, Pain and Gain is based on a true story. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, these knuckleheads, uh yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> That's but yeah, I think um that was probably his yeah, first original movie since Bad Boys, since his first movie. No, actually since The Rock. That was an original movie. Welcome to the Rock. I'm not sure if Wait, um didn't he do on the game? Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, that was an original movie. All of his original movies get are stuck in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think um, the island is based on something previous. I'm not sure if it's a, a comic or a manga. It's something weird like that that is based on. Really? Mm-hmm. Have to check into that. So don't don't finalize that. <laughs> I'm doing but, it yeah. right now. <laughs> That was a good movie. Speaking of that, yeah, that's I, one of his better movies. Which is, um, that was his first movie, not with Jerry Bruckheimer, which was actually produced by Steven Spielberg. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there was a movie called The Island with Michael Caine back in 1980, but it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, now it might be an original movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see The Island. I would imagine it's based on a book, but... Yeah. Uh, trivia. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, copyright infringement. Huh? Didn't know that. Yeah, or did they steal somebody's story? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there was product placement in that too. The Cadillac. Oh no, there's product placement everywhere in the Michael Bay movies. <laughs> yeah. mm, that's that's what I. Uh, oh. I don't know. It's 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 probably deep down somewhere. It didn't really. You would think it'd be like one of the first trivia lines if it was. But... Well, there's the first one about Terry Buckner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all over the place. Yeah, Cap- Calvin Klein. Oh yeah. The Cadillac. The... A bunch of other stuff. <laughs> anyway, that's. Something we don't need to get into. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything? Anything you want to talk about? Like, um, interesting? I mean, we usually don't talk about release dates because, given the the fabric, they're going to change anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, they all they all changed this week, uh, unless they're coming out on um, you know, streaming simultaneously. The new Denzel, Jared Leto, right. Rami Malik movie comes out um, um, Friday. We're recording the Wednesday before that on HBO Max and in theaters. So um, I didn't look into something else. I didn't read into it because it's, I didn't think there was any point to. There was um, rumors that Christopher Nolan is thinking about um, parting ways with Warner Brothers. I don't know if you read into that. No, I didn't see anything about that, but given his outspoken this about what's going on with it that doesn't shock me at all yeah you know yes um yeah so nothing's been yeah confirmed or no official statements or whatever it's just room reveal so that's but yeah that's usually what most of the news is was he with warner brothers before batman he was not I believe that's when um, his relationship started with the Warners. Prestige was after Batman Begins, right? Uh, yeah, it? that was in that was in between. Yeah, because that came out 06. Batman Begins was 05. So pretty much everything I've seen <laughs> mm-hmm. out of him has been with Warner Brothers. Yeah, and um, Memento was from an independent production company that got picked up by a distributor. Um, that was the movie with Al Pacino, Robin Williams, um, Insomnia. I forget which company. I think that was Warner's. Was it? I actually think that's um where his relationship started with them. Is um, it's probably how they knew to tap him. Yeah. Okay. I think Insomnia was um was Warner's. And then they're like, "Hey, we got Batman." He's like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> Do you want to Let take me a, show you how to really make a Batman? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Distributed by Warner Brothers. Yeah, Insomnia, okay. two thousand two. Well, well, yeah. 
So, yeah, so they didn't just pluck him out of the blue. They had a previous relationship with him. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did read a, uh, speaking of Nolan, uh, Dunkirk. Um, I think it was, uh, who is his D, uh, DP? It's usually um, uh, it's it's Riley Pfizer. Yes. Okay, so I think it was an interview with him. He was talking about Dunkirk and, and uh, that they, when they screened it for or some of the guys from World War II that were in Dunkirk actually saw the movie. Yeah, Dunkirk, um, let me interrupt you, but um, for Dunkirk is um, Hoyt Van... Hoytima. Oh, was it? Yeah, he um yeah, he's worked with um on Interstellar, Dunkirk, and Tenet. But I swear it was an interview with, with Wally. Yeah, he think Wally fights and then um all the Batman movies with Yeah, him. but I'm pretty sure it was a an article that I was reading was about him. But anyway, he was talking about <laughs> Dunkirk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He would know about it, you know. But he said uh they were talking about how the World War II guys were like, man, movie was pretty accurate except for the uh, all the noise. <laughs> he said all the noise. That's hilarious. It wasn't really that loud is what it was in the movie. I'm like, well, we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's I think this kind of segues into something. I think this would be the last thing if you don't have any. I just feel like it's uh, worth noting because January 22nd was 13 years that Heath Ledger died. Yeah, I saw that on um, social (laughs) media, which is crazy. It's crazy because to me, it doesn't seem that long ago. Mm-mm. Still, like, I still think, I mean, The Dark Knight was only like three, four years ago, <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, it was, yeah. it was longer. It, so that would mean it's about 14 years old, right? Dark uh, Knight? Yeah, it came out 08. God. Oh, that's right. It came, no, so it, it would be 13. Yeah, 13. Because he he died yeah, he passed before, only months before it was released. Right before it was released. But Man, that's nuts. Um, only twenty eight, and he was already had very accomplished. I know. I know, but it's 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 crazy that how certain things you know happened a long time ago, and then there's something like this where it's just like, man, I can't believe it's been thirteen years. Hmm. Because he was such, I, what's crazy is he was such a, uh, a, a how, how do you say it, mm-hmm. uh, an actor we watched a lot. Yeah. Around, you know, from from the late '90s to to the time of his death. I mean, we, he was a very popular, and I know you've seen a lot of his movies, and I did too. Oh yeah, he's very um, prolific. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Yeah, it was um yeah, it's crazy and it and it's a tricky thing. Um it's it's gonna come up in another month when Oscar season 
because Oscar season has been pushed. It's going to be like the end of March. Right. But, you know, I'm, yeah, I know you're not into the award stuff like I am. Not anymore. But, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not anymore. But now, um, but something's going to come up that's kind of um, is related to um, Heath Ledger's now. I remember seeing and you can ask uh, my brother was with me. Um, the teaser for Batman uh, for the Dark Knight, right? And um, and they had a little um audio clip of uh, Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, and the audio clip was um, like um tonight people will die that line, right, right. And um and he said something else. You know, like I'm a, I'm a man of my word. That that line. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I think it's gonna be. I said. I said it out loud. I'm like, man, it's gonna be something special. And um, and then I think it was a teaser where they actually showed him something happened. I was like, I think he could get a an Oscar nomination. I said it. Right. And um, but now the thing is, so you know, he passed and um he won the Oscar pos- um posthumously, whatever. I, I know I think I know where you're going with. And um <laughs> so there's two roles coming up, um, Chadwick Bozeman. And um, he was in two movies that are being heavily considered. He might be nominated for both of them, and deservingly so. But then, you know, you can't avoid that discussion. Is um, Was this rewarded right. to him or given to him because they passed? And the answer is, in my opinion, and with The Dark Knight, just speaking on that, I'm sure you have one too. And I say is no. Oh, okay. And um. Now, and I watched all five of those performances, or the other four rather, including his, and the, and I think the best performance won as far as Heath Ledger I'm talking about. Right, but okay, see, on the flip point of that, mm-hmm. and I think they only gave it to him because he died because they're not typic- they don't typically give those characters like that, those movies, the props that they deserve. He rightfully mm-hmm. so. I agree. Right. He should have won an award for that. And he did. But if he was alive, would he still? I honestly think yes. Have would have won it. At the least, he would have been nominated. At the least, what was he going up against? Do you remember? Um, I have to look it up. What was that? The, the 2008 or 2009? That was 2000. It would have been the 2009 Academy Nine. Awards. Oscars. It's quicker to type in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was the 81st. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best director. See, because, okay, we'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so here we go. Supporting actor. Okay, so you had Josh Brolin in Milk. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Philip Seymour Hoffman in Doubt. See, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Doubt. Mm-hmm. Michael Schneider, now, Revolutionary Road. Now, if he were alive, I'll put it like this: He would have. He would still got nominated. They probably would have gave the Oscar to Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what I'm saying. Having seen that movie, but then again, you had the Dark Horse. It could have went to Robert Downey Jr. too. <laughs> I don't think no. Yeah, that's the. That's, uh... it's, it's, it's crazy. I'm like surprised I said, that even got nominated. Like it, said, that's kind of like. Oh, we need a fifth one who was in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's plenty to choose from. I think that because because like you like you said, with comedy, just like with comic book movies and that type of movies, they don't get right. the recognition. 
That's why oh. I think because Robert Downey Jr. was nominated that Heath Ledger would have still been nominated. Okay, so let's look at this. And this is this supports part of my theory here. Okay? Mm-hmm. The best picture was Slumdog Millionaire. Best right. director was Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Best actor was Sean Penn for Milk. Right. Kate Winslet, the reader. Uh, best supporting actress was Vicky Cristina, or uh, Penelope Cruz for mm-hmm. Vicky Cristina. So, best original screenplay, Milk. Yep. Best adapted, Slumdog. Those are all like festival winning movies. Yeah, Oscar Beatty movies. <laughs> right. <what> we call them. <laughs> and then you got The Dark Knight. So it's like, yep. would have Phil. So Philip Seymour Hoffman or Josh Brolin probably would have. The yeah. way not that, Josh, not Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin you don't was. Um, so? No, nah, he wasn't. Um, if anything, like you said, the the, the fifth nominee was Josh Brolin. <laughs> even even under um, Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah, I, I okay. to my heart, like I said, I watched these movies to my heart. I believe that performance wise, yeah. I'm just judging by performance. Right. I think um he just he just got his he just edged right in there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I believe that. I mean, yeah. I I <laughs> Josh Brolin's good. No, no, it was great. He deserved. But is he like? Don't get me uh, wrong. Is he a, a winning? No, yeah, not for this I movie. don't think he's that caliber of an actor. I mean, yeah. I enjoy watching him. I mean, uh, yeah, not for did. this role, right? Okay. But uh, he definitely deserved the nomination. Okay, so like, you know, The Dark Knight wasn't in any of these big ones mm-hmm. categories. But what happened next year, though? With one of the with the best picture nomination with the best picture category. Would they add it more? That's this is the last year there will only be five best picture nominations. And it has been um it has been confirmed that um people would dis within the industry, people were disappointed that Nolan didn't get a best director nomination and that the movie didn't get a best picture nomination. Right. And then they um they had to the eight, then that's when the eight to ten nominee format um, came along after that. So this will be the last year for only five nominations for best picture. Well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so best picture, Slumdog Millionaire, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. I didn't even really remember anything about The Reader at all yeah like what it was about anything <laughs> yeah you know? oscar. And, it was your, your typical oscar baby but so dark knight keith ledger for the dark knight best supporting actor that's mm-hmm. like the highest thing it's ever got because down here it won yeah cinematography uh best sound editing mm-hmm. and no i'm sorry it didn't get cinematography the dark knight oh. gets some um like batman begins got cinematography no it was only nominated there we go Cinematography was was uh, Slumdog, yeah. Because Wally Feitzer won. I think he won for the Batman Begins. Right. They get all the the okay makeup yeah. and art nominations there. And, and what is this visual yeah, film effects, editing, which is crap because yeah, Dark Knight should have won visual. They got a total. Too. got a total of eight nominee uh, eight nominations. Yeah, but they're not any of the big ones. They're all the no, world, except you know? for the actor one. Yeah. Yeah. Case, curious case of Benjamin Button won because they could 
they could uh, de-age. Yeah, right? they got that visual was, effects. Yeah. So, okay, so that, you know, yeah, that was good. But, I mean, Dark Knight, they, they, they did it for, you know, all those... Mostly yeah, the, the real effects were seamless, right? Yeah, they were real effects almost mm. to a point to where it was limited, things were limited. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think this, they gave John, it to them. Remember what but, I told you about the the more and the best picture with the more, um, uh, the more nominees or whatever, the more slots. I guess we'll get nominated the next year for best picture. Um, don't look! Don't look! One of your favorite movies about the blue people. The blue people. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, they're gonna give it to him. Yeah, or they're yeah. gonna nominate him. <laughs> they, dude, you you wouldn't be able to um, you wouldn't be able to get away without nominating him. Yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. He doesn't and, have to uh, win, but you better mention his name. Yeah, and we're talking funny. about Avatar. <laughs> right, you didn't say your name, Avatar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, what was funny about that? Um, Cameron James Cameron was nominated for Best Director, but his ex beat him. Oh yeah, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, man. Almost ten years ago, the only female director to win Best Director. Boy, just think if Jeff Bridges wasn't. Nominated Jimmy Renner could have got an award. <laughs> yeah, that's true for the Hurt Locker. <laughs> you know what? I think Renner got um, two nominated two years in a row. What? Um, a great movie, uh, The Town. Uh, supporting, he was supporting, but he got you know it's a, it's oh. another nomination. But yeah, but now what were we initially talking about? Um, yeah, there's. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Uh, we were talking about Ledger Pass and he got down to, but yeah, that's um, yeah, two thousand. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think with with uh, Chadwick, uh, he probably. I haven't seen uh, the movies that he's nominated. Yeah, so the movies um being the Five Blood Spike Lee movies right. and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the Netflix movie. But what I know and have seen, you know, of him, he yeah, he would deserve it. He deserves to win, alive or, or not, you know. But are they going to give it to him? Because that's yeah. probably that one right there is probably more of a probably not. They would probably give it to him anyway. Yeah. Than what I believe they did with his ledger. Right. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. He'll definitely get one of the two, and deservingly so. I saw both movies, but uh, it's going to be... And it's going to be messed up, too, because um, I know you don't, like I said, don't pay attention as closely as I do. Um, They moved the uh, qualifying date. They pushed it, so it's going to be almost a year. Um, A little over a year yeah. between the... um. The qualifying date and the end of it is going to be over a year because they extended it. Because they, like I said um, earlier, the Oscars are going to be, they've been pushed like a month. What? Some movies, 
there's like one or two movies that uh, didn't want to be released early because they knew that the Oscars were right. Yeah, there's plenty like, of them. Like they want to be, they want to be fresh in your mind, right? Because there's some performances that are going to get knocked out, and is one in particular um, with your boy <laughs> that I think he gives his career performance. And I think who you (laughs) and I think because the movie came out March 2020, he's gonna be forgotten about. Who? Uh your boy. Um he was the bomb in Phantoms. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Good, he gets forgotten about. Oh, that's no, that's not nice. (laughs) He got his he's done. Well, he got his for writing and producing, not acting. So So hey, I ain't gonna deny he probably is a good writing and director, yeah. but that don't mean that don't make him. A and good we're talking actor. about I'm sorry, the way back is the movie. Okay. Yeah, we spoke about that on the previous um because I was telling you it's not based on a true story. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he's a he's a, a, a two time Oscar winner. That's crazy. Already. And that's fine. What he wanted for. But I will never contest that he's a good actor. Not from what I've seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's speaking of, so to, to touch on a little bit about the awards. Hey, I used to, I used to be into it. I used to watch them all the time. I, I rooted, you know, I had my favorites. But like, with all things award ceremonies, it, it to me it's gotten too political. Not not uh, true politics, but the way it's operated. Yeah, well, yeah way political they, as far as within the industry, yeah, definitely. right. In the way they they award the awards and what it goes to, and like we said, yeah, you can make probably well, hell, you could probably make a billion dollar movie. The movie can make a billion dollars and not be nominated once. Well, why? Was it not the best movie out there if it made that much money? Yeah, well, we, let's go back to your boy Michael Bay. Um, those Transformers movies made a crap load of money, but they were not what you would call... Um... No, we know <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Um, because, yeah, and, and yeah. I get the way why I'm bitter about that is, is you know, like the Star Wars is and the Dark Knight uh in Batman Begins and all those I feel like those were the best movies made of those years and that they did you know they get nominated for the technical shit but they don't get nominated for right. the people in it. Uh not so much the prequels, you know, I, I understood that. But you know it's just it's you're rooting for oh the 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 one that I think the award that really did it for me was if we you know what I'm going to talk about is Daft Punk's Tron. Our, yeah, uh, they got, how they get snubbed? They got snubbed, and they should have won. And that's that when I that's when it killed it for me. I was like, I'm, I yeah. I had it by that time, but that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Yeah. And they didn't win because there's no way in the world any movie that year its soundtrack was such an essential part of the movie 
Yeah, no, that's true. That's you know that it made without that soundtrack, it wouldn't have been that great. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I I agree with you. Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't even get remembered. They didn't even get nominated. Right. Yeah, and they got snubbed, and I was like, no, I'm done. I threw in the towel. But your boys, um, not only get nominated, but they won an Oscar. uh, Um, Reznor and Ross. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Talking about that, exactly. And we talked. We've talked about that for yeah. Reznor one was, for the Social Network. Oh yeah, yeah, that really was a great score. Everybody nah, talks about was, that one. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah, it was a good score. Nothing fantabulous that should have got, you know. But then again, we we live in a world where the score for Jurassic Park wasn't even nominated. Seeing it, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we like, we who doesn't know that music when exactly, exactly, it, it had to be nominated. I don't know why I got it in my mind that it wasn't. It had to be nominated for best score. Uh, no. Let me see. I'm looking at that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. We got doggy. What movie? What movie was nominated that had a better that they thought had a better score than <laughs> Jurassic Park? <laughs> I'm sorry. That would have been 93, right? We're just all down a no, rabbit hole. That would have been 94. Schindler's List. Okay, another Steven Spielberg. The Fugitive. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's what I Andrew watched. Howard, the Firm. Remains of the Day and the Age of Innocence. So you got two like Victorian period movies nominated. The Firm. That's wow. All right. So, so John Williams basically canceled himself out because he won for Schindler's List. Which came out the same year as Jurassic Park, so yeah, they weren't going to that would, too- would that that would have been in the? Oh wait, I went too far. Hold on, I went too far. There we go. I was one year ahead. There well, we so he got his, but still, I mean, yeah. Can't uh, say for the wrong movie, but <laughs> right. It, would that just be bogus to say? But, but. like the Fugitive wasn't that memorable i couldn't even tell you if i heard it (laughs) that i would tell you that i could tell you that it's from the future because there's some scores like i can hear and go okay i know what movie that's from you know but not wow yeah oh spielberg spielberg went away with a lot of awards that year yeah yeah two two movies out yeah, yeah, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. But you know what's crazy though? What? Um, look at his track record for nomination. This and what well, he's been in there since um, what Jaws came out seventy five, and he only won his first Oscar this year or that year. Well, I mean, yeah. think about E.T. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and that's what I'm saying. But, but that goes with what I'm saying. Those are yeah. classic, popular, iconic movies. And they didn't win anything. Nope. <laughs> you know, and that that's where it's like, no way. It's it, To me, that's... And yeah, I know... Did Jones win Best Picture? Uh, <laughs> that would have been 78, right? No, 75. 75. God, is that old? Yeah, it's crazy, ain't it? Because it just came out with its 40th anniversary um, um, collector's edition last year. So that was 2020. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was like 
Because Close Encounters of Missouri Cam was 77. Well, okay. Maybe that's why. He didn't come out with anything after that to one of his biggest flops in 1941. (laughs) I think Jaws won Best Picture, but he didn't win Best Director. Yeah. No, it didn't. Did it win anything? It won sound, film editing, and score, of course. And guess who won that? John Williams. The technical. Right. What I call the technical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me. And who won Best Picture? Yeah. What, 75? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Why they got it all the way? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it swept that year, so yeah, yeah didn't didn't have a chance, Jaws. <laughs> uh, oh well. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I don't get into the award season stuff, but yeah, it's going to, it'll be interesting. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's all, it's, it's pat on the back circle jerk stuff and excuse the expression. Yeah. And that's <laughs> why, that's why I don't really follow it anymore. I think I give more credit to the people's choice awards. You know, the oh, ones Spielberg where didn't even get nominated for director for Jaws. I can see that. Wow, I mean, yeah. you got to think though. That was early in his career. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a name. Name. And, and truthfully, Jaws was started. You know, Jaws started right. the the summer movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get credit yeah. for starting it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, he was still working his way up the ranks, basically. Yeah, he what he he didn't have his own personal. But God, dog, know. these directors that were nominated, I see why he wasn't. Milos Foreman, Robert Altman, Stanley Kubrick, Sidney Lumet, Sidney Lumet, Federico Fanelli. So, yeah, he wasn't getting there. <laughs> what was the uh, Kubrick? What was that? Kubrick was Barry Lyndon, his um, his period piece movie. Um, oh, I know. Victorian um, setting movie. Never heard of that. That's what I was trying to remember. I was like, I didn't think Kubrick had a movie around yeah. that time. That's because it wasn't it wasn't popular, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, I think we've uh, tangent off far too much today. <laughs> oh yeah, always fun. But that's how it goes. <laughs> but anyway, so all right. Well, I think we can call it there. Uh, as always, Eric, would you like to plug your stuff? Um, of course, Twitter and Instagram, Sigmund Cinema for both. And yep, that's about it. Yep. And I'll, uh, I'm fixing, I'm, I'm slowly but surely going to get that Instagram and Twitter (laughs) set up. Get it up and running. Yep. Have fun with that. So, but anyway, uh, I guess that'll be all, and we'll talk to you all later. Until next time.